This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. All right, hockey fans, welcome into the Madame Athletic Centre as we get you set for day two action here at the 2018 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. It's a great day of action. Name's Nico Cardarelli, joined up in the booth by Mike Ross as we get you set for this morning's broadcast. Quick note that Team Red are wearing the yellow jerseys here today, and a big part of that is to help the players in terms of uh, making the distinction between the colours, and it's just easier for the impaired players to see those yellow jerseys as opposed to a couple of dark jerseys. So Team Red wearing yellow here this morning. If you go to the bottom of your uh, mm. pack there, you'll find the uh, ah, yes. the rosters with these uh, alternate jerseys for Team Red. Well, we've got Norman Blay. Actually, this is Vienna Uendizi stepping in to take the draw here as he gets set to face off against Anthony Siula here at the 2018 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. Team Black picking up a 3-2 overtime victory yesterday. Team Red dropping their opening game 4-2, so they'll be looking to bounce back here with a win, hopefully, for Team Red. We're underway here in the first period in this morning game between Team Black and Team Red as Uendizi takes control of the puck off the faceoff. Makes the pass to Del Grande. Del Grande tries to drop that one off. Uendizi around the hash marks, can't corral it. Good defensive play there by Wayne St. Dennis. And here comes Anthony Siula. Siula makes the pass over to Julian Blay. And the puck... Uh, into the bench. Yeah, you don't see that too often here. So we'll have a face-off just outside the Team Red blue line. 30 seconds into the game here. Should be a good game and uh, another goaltending battle as we've got a couple of Westerners between the posts here. Lauren Weber getting the start for Team Black and for Team Red, it's Aaron Prevo. Gary St. Dennis smacks that one into the Team Red zone, but quickly on it is Dylan Bradbury. Check tightly there, Dustin Butterfield rims it around the far boards, but can't clear the zone. Team Yellow take possession. Uh, Simone Richard makes the go-ahead pass over to James Ruddle. Ruddle takes it wide, he's got options, tries to drop it to the high slot as Martin Paul was setting up there, but good defensive play by Team Black. And they'll get the puck to the line, but on second effort, they clear it out. Graham Foxcroft brings it into the zone, makes the pass to the far side wing, intended there for Gary St. Dennis. There's the buzzer, the indicator of a good pass, so we'll see if Team Black can get a shot on goal. They don't, as Team Yellow dump, or Team Red dump this down the length of the ice. And Mark DeMontis will retrieve it for Team Black. DeMontis with room to skate. He takes it across center ice as he stick handles here. Nice drop pass. And then a good defensive play by Team Yellow's Brian Mackey. As Siula has defenders all over his back. Siula taken down, play continues on, tries to feed it in front to DeMontis, but that was well defended by Scott Roberts. As Roberts continues to battle in the far corner against Julian Blay, and now to the near side where Uendizi Tries to clear the zone, but it's held in at the point by Poirier. 
Poirier shot knocked down, cleared out to center ice, and Team Black will dump it right back in. Team Red can't get it across center ice as Randy Banks, who had one of the goals yesterday for Team Red, plays that puck up to Vienna Uendizi. Uendizi to the far side for Bradbury. That's picked off, and here comes Siula for Team Black. Anthony Siula makes the draw pass just out of the reach of Wade Shepard. So here comes Vienna Uendizi across center ice. Uendizi gets his pocket picked. Siula takes it across center for Team Black. Siula drops that one. Picked off as Brian Mackey hustling hard on the back check made that defensive play. Battle for the puck and Emily McLean, who got Team Black's first goal yesterday, makes a nice play to keep the puck in the zone. They try feather it out in front, but Craig Fitzpatrick's pass is broken up. Shot from the point, just trickles wide of the near post. Siula scoops that one up. He's checked closely by a couple of Team Red defenders, and it's Simone Richard skating away. Richard, he's got Del Grande with him, makes the pass. Del Grande shot right on, and a great save by the glove hand of Lauren Weber. Team Red continue with the offensive zone pressure. Del Grande plays it behind the net. Team Black play it around the far side wall, but it's held in by Team Red's Rick Oriold. Oriold takes it all the way behind the goal to the near side. He has options. Centers for Richard, and his shot just goes wide to the near post. Team Red putting on some pressure now as Simone Richard gets around Graham Foxcroft. Richard takes the sharp angle shot, and that hits the side of the goal. Over to the far faceoff dot, lets that one fly, and it just goes wide as well as Simone Richard starting to buzz here for Team Red. Team Black cleared to center ice. Uendizi picks it up, tries to bring it into the zone. They dump it in, and it'll be a foot race or getting to it first is Wayne St. Dennis. Team Black play the puck to the far side wall. Emily McLean comes up with it. She loses her footing there, and that ends up being a turnover as Ruddle can't clear it up the ice. Team Red will have to defend here as Foxcroft battles in the far corner. Ruddle and Foxcroft. Foxcroft gets the better of Ruddle that time. He's got it behind the goal. Tried to play it over to Mark DeMontis. That's broken up, but now you hear the indicator for the good pass. So, well, they'll blow it down as uh, Foxcroft was down on the ice there. So with 9.55 left, we'll have a faceoff. Pretty good pace uh, to this game so far. And uh, Lauren Weber had a bit of a tough day yesterday. Mm. So nice to see uh, that he's rebounding early on here, making some pretty spectacular saves. But important for Team Red to get out here quick because yesterday they allowed the first goal in their game and they never recovered from that. So they're looking to regain some confidence here today. Poirier centers. Oh, what a save there. Prevo just robbed Siula as he was just outside the blue paint and probably should have done a bit better, but what a great save there from Aaron Prevo. Here comes Vienna Uendizi across center ice. He's got the puck on his stick. Plays it forward intended for Martin Paul, but that's broken up by Julian Blay. And Team Black will clear it out through the neutral zone. Siula, he can't get around the defender Butterfield. Nice work there by the defenseman. And now Ruddle takes it into the zone for Team Red. James Ruddle. He's got Uendizi setting up in the slot. They play it back to the point for Butterfield. And he'll scoop it up just across the blue line. Tries to dump it back in. 
But with the four check of Siula there, it's played over to the near side in front of the penalty boxes. Brian Mackey, he tried to get that one over to Ruddle, hopped over his stick. Good uh, defensive work there by Norman Blay. And they'll have to make another play here for Team Red. Plays it across center ice. Foxcroft coming off the bench, intercepts that pass. It's on the stick of Dylan Bradbury. Bradbury passes it near side to Mackey. Mackey takes the shot. Good defensive block there from Wayne St. Dennis as that one was headed for the net. Team Red try to center it. Foxcroft breaks that up and he'll skate it out here for Team Black. He plays it near side for Emily McLean. She scoops it up off the boards. McLean feathers it in front. It's a rolling puck that goes just wide of the far post. And Norman Blay first on it for Team Red. Dustin Butterfield makes the pass intended for Simone Richard. He's got room to skate and he picks it up. Richard makes the pass back over as Brian Mackey was headed through the slot there. Mackey continues to battle for the puck as he smacks it towards the front of goal, but Richard couldn't get a stick on that. McLean, she's digging away for it, and it's Foxcroft who comes out of the scrum with the puck. Plays it around the far side boards with 7.20 remaining here in the first period. It's a scoreless game right now between Team Black and Team Red at the 2018 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament presented by CNIB and AMI. As Simone Richard lets that shot fly, it goes just wide, but he continues to dig away. It's Richard against three black jerseys there, and Richard nearly comes out of that group with the puck. Siula has it now for Team Black. He's got space to skate, plays it up to McLean, but at the end of a shift, she'll peel off for a change, and I'll give Team Red a chance to regain possession. Richard battling there against Siula. Siula gets the better of him and dumps the puck into the zone. Team Red quickly smack it right back out. And it's picked up by Poirier. Matthew Poirier dumps it in. Randy Banks can't clear the zone on the first attempt. And down low behind the net, Craig Fitzpatrick corrals it, takes the shot, and with the goal mouth scrambled, the net comes off its pegs. But Mike, some good end-to-end -end action here in the first period. Absolutely, good transition games here so far. Good defense, mm. something that, uh, you know, yesterday we saw some flashes of at times. Uh, Team Gold last night, they played it to, uh, to a T. I mean, they, they really were the most solid defensive team on the ice, and, and right now you're seeing both of these teams go into the defensive game. Siula has it behind the net, dealing with that staunchy defense of Team Red, and there they break it up. Great defensive play by Del Grande. Oriol makes the pass to Del Grande. Uendizi scoops it up across the blue line. Good back checking by Siula. Great shot, big rebound, and they tap it home, but they're gonna say no goal, no clean pass made, and a tough break there for Team Red. Tough break, but by the same token, you know, if you're the hockey gods, you're looking at Siula and the back checking there, yeah. the defensive effort, and you're, you're thinking, you know, he, now he gets rewarded for that work, yep. right? I mean, he came basically from just around the center ice line to, uh, to catch up to the, uh, the, the forwards uh, who were uh, heading up basically on a three on two, and uh, he broke that up, so. You want to see that reward for uh, for that effort. Yeah, and Siula, as you mentioned, Mike, with an incredible back check to impede that uh, attacking sequence, and 
Sula really one of the most complete players here this weekend. You'll notice he plays a full 200-foot game as Team Black roll that one right in. Prevo gets the paddle down and makes the save. Foxcroft on the forecheck, nearly takes it away from Richard, but they're going to whistle this one down with four and a half minutes remaining in the period and one of the uh, pegs coming off the net there. Well, we want to remind folks that you can connect with us throughout the weekend on social media. You can tweet us. Uh, you can send me a tweet at Bro Behind the Mic. You can connect with Mike Ross at AMI Rossi. Of course, you can follow the Canadian Blind Hockey Association Twitter account at CDN Blind Hockey. And hey, give a follow to at AMI Audio as well. It's a great shot and a better save there by Aaron Prevo. And here comes James Ruddle for Team Red. We'll get to a few viewer shout-outs throughout the afternoon. So let us know who you're cheering on, where you're watching from, and we'll get to those in a little bit. Now, coming out of the hotel this morning, I uh, was talking with Samuel Lemontagne's grandparents, and he had a great game yesterday uh, in his debut here at the Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. I know his grandparents were absolutely thrilled to be here today and have the chance to witness the action live. So... Oh, it was great. Special I mean, the moment. response that we got yesterday on Twitter from mm -hmm. uh, people checking in from across the country, some checking in from the stands, mm -hmm. uh, some of the players that were uh, listening to the broadcast after they were done playing. It was uh, very cool to connect with all those folks. And we appreciate everyone tuning in and all the messages and well wishes for the players. Asiula rips that one just wide to the far post. Craig Fitzpatrick picks it up. Fitzpatrick tries to corral the rolling puck. Good work there by Dylan Bradbury. Clears the zone, but quickly Siula brings it back in for Team Black. Gets around a diving defender. Siula tries to feather it over to Fitzpatrick at the far post, but that's broken up. And here goes Vienna Uendizi. Uendizi brings it into the zone. He needs to make a pass. Drops it off to Randy Banks. His shot gets blocked. Over to the far side post. They dig away for it and can't get the shot on goal as Dylan Bradbury was right there for Team Red. Shot from the point off the stick of Banks into the far side corner. Wayne St. Dennis gets to that puck first as it's sitting there in the blue paint and it's dug up by Craig Fitzpatrick. He plays it to the near boards but not out. Great save there by Weber as Banks let that shot fly from the point. Well, it's been a great game so far for Lauren Weber. Two minutes remaining here in the first period. Mark DeMontis tries to get that one over to Craig Fitzpatrick. And a little inside tidbit here. Mark DeMontis using a different twig today. He is using Kelly Serbu's stick. Oh. So we'll see if maybe Mark can channel some of that Serbu goal-scoring magic with his stick here today. The question is, does he have Kelly Serbu's skates? Because that guy, <laughs> Kelly Serbu, is not Mark DeMontis when it comes to the uh, the skating. But Kelly's outstanding. Mark's a grinder. That's how I look. I've always thought of Mark DeMontis as a good grinding player. The guy mm -hmm. who's going to go into the corners, get the puck for you. I've already seen it today, a couple of uh, instances where... The team, both, both these teams are a little chippy already. Mm. You know, we're, yep. we're, the niceties of game one are out. We're into game <laughs> two now, and it's getting real. And DeMontis is one of those guys. Oh, absolutely. He is, uh, he's a pest on the ice, and I say that in a very... Uh, well, it's the most respectful admirable way. Yes, yes yeah. exactly, yes. As Team Red try clear the zone, held in at the line by Poirier. And that's a good play with under a minute remaining in the first period. 
Can Team Black capitalize? They don't out of the scrum. Here comes Simone Richard bringing it across center ice. Richard gains the zone. Oh, just offside by the most <laughs> tight of margins there. Rick Oriel just goes in ahead of Simone Richard. You know what they call guys like DeMontis mm. in hockey? Shift disturbers. <laughs> That's what they call them. Shift I like disturbers. That. Yes, he is a shift disturber. Yes, absolutely. He is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been interesting to see the evolution of DeMontis's game. Early here in tournament history, he was, you know, head and shoulders above a lot of players, and he would score with relative ease. But it was funny talking to him last night. He he made it clear, you know, I'm on a three-year scoring slump here at the tournament. I haven't put one <laughs> in in three years. So i got to do anything, even if it means using Serbu's stick. And, uh, <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, guys, I don't know about hockey so much, mm. but I know guys in baseball will do that. Yes. You know, yep. Something's not working. One guy's on a bit of a tear. I'm going to try a different model because, I mean, baseball bats, every single one of them is different. Right. So you'll take another guy's bat, and suddenly it's working out for you. <laughs> so you keep using his bats. I've never, I've never heard of hockey players that necessarily switching them up, but who knows? It was pretty interesting last night, the discussion between the two. It almost felt like a high-stakes negotiation as <laughs> DeMontis is like, yeah, come on, let me use your stick. And Serb was saying, well, what do I get out of this? Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> it's going to cost you, man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 15 seconds remaining here in the first period as Foxcroft digs the puck out of that mess, and he can't get it in deep enough to hold possession with seven seconds left here in the period. Maybe time for one last chance. Foxcroft, he's got Siula heading to the net, makes the pass, two seconds left, and that'll do it as the buzzer sounds. The end of the first period, it's scoreless here between Team Black and Team Red, but a very good first period that saw great chances for both teams. Great first period, lots of chances, and uh, what I'm really impressed with with Team Red is they, they're, they're stepping up with their defense. I mean, they've almost taken a page out of Team Gold's uh, book in that they're keeping five players low and it's allowing them to transition that, uh, you know, from defense to offense very quickly. And they're getting through the neutral zone quickly and cleanly. Mm -hmm. That's what's yeah. been impressive is their passing game has been very strong so far in this game. But you got to give a lot of credit to the goaltenders. Uh, Lauren Weber had a bit of a tough go yesterday uh, in game one. Not so much today. Both, uh, both goaltenders off to a good start. Yeah, both goaltenders doing a great job for their respective teams. As Mike just mentioned, Lauren Weber, member of the Edmonton Seahawks, rebounding very strong here this morning as he's been on his game for sure. And then down at the other end to our right, Aaron Prevo from the Calgary Seeing Ice Dogs making some timely saves as well for Team Red. Certainly not as busy as Weber, but some clutch saves when called upon. As we're just about ready for the second period, we're about a minute away from puck drop here. Team Black, they're already ready to go. Siula, DeMontis, <laughs> a couple other guys out there on the ice. They want to drop the puck now. Team Black just doesn't want to get into the same situation as yesterday where they need mm. overtime and, uh, in order to win it. You want to get this thing settled as early as possible as decisively as possible. Team Black opening up yesterday's action with a 3-2 overtime victory. And Team Red falling in their first game 4-2, but we're scoreless here through the first period of play 
on day number two action. You're tuned into the 2018 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament presented by CNIB and AMI. And we want to take a quick opportunity to thank all the sponsors who have made this great weekend possible. As we're underway here in the second period, Team Red, who are wearing the yellow jerseys in this game, try take control off the faceoff. Simone Richard at the near side hash marks. Check closely there by... Blay centers in front and that just hopped over the stick of Ruddle. Richard in the far corner. DeMontis checks him. And it's Team Black coming away with the puck. Nice work there by Mark DeMontis and Anthony Siula. DeMontis dumps it in. Siula gives chase there against Randy Banks. Banks does a good job to tie him up in the corner. And now Simone Richard skates away for Team Red. Richard. Brings it into the zone. Nice job to get around the defender, but just as he did, his pocket was picked, and now DeMontis banks it off the boards up to Siula. Siula tries to drop it back to DeMontis, but that's a delayed offside, so that'll give Simone Richard some time to break out. He's checked closely by Siula, and backing him up there, Scott Roberts. Did a good job to clear the zone, but just as quickly, Team Black dump it right back in. Siula, first on it. Tries to feed it over to Fitzpatrick. That's broken up by the speedy Uendizi, and now he's got room to skate. Vienna Uendizi feeds it up to Del Grande. Del Grande settles down the puck. Back in front for Uendizi, and he gets hammered there as the defensive check by Wade Shepard takes the man away from the puck. Fitzpatrick. Foxcroft has it now for Team Black. He's at the far side hash marks, feathers it to the near side, but no one from his team there, and that gives Team Red a chance to play it across center. Everybody over on the left side, nobody on the right side at all <laughs> for that pass. Del Grande feathers it in front, great defensive block, and then Uendizi shovels it in, and that one stands. It's 1-0 Team Red as Vienna Uendizi gets them on the board. They got the clean pass just in time, right in the slot and uh, managed to put it upstairs and a lot of goals are going to you're going to find that a lot of goals are scored top shelf good wrist shot action by a lot of these players the goaltenders usually can take away most of the bottom of the net that's just the style of goaltending in blind hockey and even with a three foot high net versus a four foot high net in uh, regulation hockey this is, uh, this is a game where you're going to see a lot of goals beating goaltenders, either glove or blocker side, but upstairs. DeMontis brings it in for Team Black. Right on, and Prevo makes the save, dropping down. Wouldn't have counted as Team Black didn't make a clean pass there, but still gonna, a good he's save He's going to try anything Prevo. to break that slump. That's right. <laughs> DeMontis looking down at the stick, thinking, hey, am I still <laughs> snake-bitten with servo stick? You know, while we're on the topic... I should issue a retraction, a bit of an apology to Mark DeMontis. Yesterday, when Kelly Serbu took that tripping penalty, we thought DeMontis was giving him a hard time heading to the box. I yeah. even called him out, said he chirped yeah. him a little bit. Yeah, well, looked like it. it. It did look like it, right? I was talking to both after the game, and DeMontis was telling me, no, I wasn't chirping him. If anything, I was telling him, man, that was a bad call by the refs. I didn't trip <laughs> you up at all. <laughs> so, Mark, I am sorry. And, Kelly, yes, maybe uh, you got penalized unfairly there. But it'll be a great game the next time those two hit the ice against each other as Team Red dumps it into the far corner and James Ruddle 
on that puck first. Ruddle comes out of the scrum with it, centers it in front. Richard just couldn't track the puck, otherwise he would have been in a prime shooting position. Siula makes a great pass to DeMontis. Back to Siula, takes the shot. What a save by Prevo. Tremendous stop there by the Calgary goaltender as Team Black keep the pressure on here. Nice defensive play by Scott Roberts to dispossess Siula of the puck. And now Richard brings it in for Team Red. Feeds it over to Ruddle. Ruddle settles down the rolling puck. At the far side, hash marks. Feeds it back in front, but out of the reach of Simone Richard as he battles there against Poirier. Both crash into the boards hard, but good to see both pop back up quickly. 10.30 remaining here in the second period. It's a 1-0 lead for Team Red as they've got the puck inside the Team Black zone. Richard tries to feather it in front. That's broken up. DeMontis plays it out to center, but at the end of a shift, Team Black will go for some full sail changes here. Team Red dump that one in. No icing, so it'll be Wade Shepard first on it for Team Black. Shepard leads the breakout. Passes that one over for Emily McLean. Foxcroft picks it up. He's at the far side, hash marks. Foxcroft checks his options, feeds it back in front. Good defensive back check there by Uendizi to break up that pass as it was intended for Gary St. Dennis. Uendizi plays it off the boards, out to center. And Team Black will play it in near side where Foxcroft chases after it. He crashes down hard as Norman Blay and Graham Foxcroft hit the ice, but both no worse for wear. Kept in at the line there by Team Black as it was in the skates of Wayne St. Dennis, but he holds the line. And with 9.20 remaining here in the period, Team Black try continue for an equalizing goal. Stepping in from the point. There's a shot right on. Great save by Prevo as I think that one may have hit him in the mask, but play continues on here. In the chest, excuse me. Great save there for Aaron Prevo and Team Black. Regain possession here across center ice. Foxcroft tries to feed it over to McLean. That's broken up. As Uendizi has it now for Team Red. Vienni Uendizi at the end of a shift. He'll just dump it in and get a change. Shepard first on it for Team Black. He plays it over to Siula. Siula check closely, runs into his own man as that was Julian Blay hitting him inadvertently and Siula a little shaken up, but he's back on his feet and skating up the ice here to give some support to Mark DeMontis. DeMontis drops it for Blay. Sitting here at the near side faceoff dot, Team Black can't corral it, and here comes Rick Oriold for Team Red. Oriold gets around the defender, tries to feed it over there for Simone Richard, but he's just out of his reach. Clean pass indicated, but here comes Siula for Team Black. He gains the zone, he's got DeMontis rushing up with him. Oh, great defensive play there by Scott Roberts. He played that two-on-one perfectly. Simone Richard makes the pass to Del Grande. Del Grande shot right on. Great pad save from Lauren Weber. Team Red continue after the puck here, and they hold it in at the line. Oriold plays it to the near side. Randy Banks can't contain possession, and here comes Siula as he'll just dump it in from distance. Goes in, but no goal because no clean pass. So we'll have a face-off in the neutral zone with 7.30 left. Norm Weber giving us a little bit of uh, old-school hockey there. After he made the save, 
he stayed down with a double pad stack <laughs> sliding across there just in case there was a rebound but there wasn't uh, this is this game folks one nothing right now um, this game's as tight as the score indicates this is one of those games where the scoreboard is very much indicative of the game Little separating these two teams here with seven minutes remaining in the second period. Team Red with a 1-0 lead at the moment, but Team Black starting to pick up some momentum as Foxcroft brings it across the line. Drops it for Gary St. Dennis. St. Dennis, check closely, and they pick his pocket as it was a good back check by James Ruddle, oh. and then Ruddle runs over his man, and that's going to be a penalty. Oh. The two make sure they're okay. Ruddle just creamed his player oh, there. Oh. <laughs> and Ruddle's, he's a big guy. Yes. <laughs> he's, he is a big man, and he took he took down that, uh, that opponent hard. Yeah, I think that was Francois No, yes, Nothing no intent at all. But, man, it doesn't matter when you're on the receiving end of one of those, <laughs> the intention. Yeah, it hurts equally as much whether there's intent or not, yes. <laughs> so it'll be a power play here for Team Black with six minutes remaining in the second period. They trail one nothing, but with the man advantage, can they capitalize? Siula plays it back to the point, gets it right back from the defenseman Shepard. Siula down low at the goal line, feeds it in front and just out of the reach of DeMontis, who would have had a tap in there if he were able to get a stick on it. Team Red dump it all the way down the ice. Simone Richard crashes into the end boards hard, but no worse for wear. He continues to play there. Siula takes the puck away from him, and with five and a half minutes remaining in the period, Siula tries to feed that one up for DeMontis. Nice work there by Randy Banks oh, to tie up to DeMontis. There, yeah. yeah, a little too much at the end. He yeah. had him at first, but yeah, a little too aggressive, a little too egregious there with the stick check. So it'll be a five on three here for Team Black. And you know what? We saw uh, Julian Blais mixing it up a little bit uh, with the Simone Richard and at the in the black uh, team black zone, and uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of a jousting uh, match going on between those two. So the chippiness is there. Chippiness is in this game, and uh, Team uh, Red did not like that call whatsoever. Tough one to argue. Well, he, because he, he had the he, stick wrapped yeah, around him. And I mean, it's, exactly. This wasn't uh, this wasn't a play where uh, you know we were reaching at a puck or anything. Yep. In my opinion. No, I think you're right. It's when you get past the two or three steamboats of having the uh, stick yeah. wrapped around the yeah. guy, it's going to be a pretty easy call for the officials. But yeah, of course, Team Red not too happy about that and. It'll be a five-on-three power play here for Team Black as they've got the big guns on the ice right now. It's Graham Foxcroft, Anthony Siula, and Mark DeMontis up front. Mathieu Poirier and I believe that's Wayne St. Dennis on the left point for Team Black. So all five players on the ice more than capable of scoring a goal here for Team Black. And with this long five-on-three power play, we'll see if they can capitalize. Not sure what the confusion is here, but uh, conversation happening between one of the officials and the guys uh, in the penalty box. I think they may be trying to determine how much time's remaining in that first penalty. 
clock's ticking away here. They're losing mm. power play time here. Yeah, Team Black can't be too happy about that. They get a late change there as Shepard comes in in place of St. Dennis. 4.50 remaining here in the second period of play as Foxcroft gets set to take the face now off. They, now they've stopped the clock. Yeah. 40 seconds have ticked away. Okay, so that's what they were doing. They were getting the clock down for the first penalty. So there's a minute 40 left in that, two minutes on uh, the, the second uh, penalty. So we got that figured out. 4.50 left in the second. All right, so a minute 40 of five on three power play time here for Team Black. They won the faceoff but couldn't hold the zone and it's Shepard who will bring it back across the line for Team Black. Chips it into the near side corner where DeMontis gives chase against Scott Roberts. Roberts with a great defensive play there as he tries to clear the zone but runs out of space. Foxcroft plays it far side to Shepard. He steps in from the point, lets the shot fly. Great block by Rick Oriold. And it's picked up by Graham Foxcroft. He tries to center that one. Siula at the hash marks can't come up with it. Great play by Oriold to clear it down the ice. I've been really impressed with the play of Rick Oriold, both yesterday and today. Siula picks it up here with four minutes remaining in the period and 50 seconds remaining in the first minor penalty. Oh. Siula with a great pass, but Foxcroft just couldn't get a stick on it. Foxcroft back to DeMontis. He fans on the shot attempt. And here comes Simone Richard with the first penalty over. Simone Richard brings it up. Richard drops it back. Shot just over top the net as Martin Paul let that one fly. James Ruddle out of the far corner. Tried to feed it back in front for Richard. As Team Red still shorthanded here for another 40 seconds. Team Black play it right in front of their bench. Gary St. Dennis gets it up to Anthony Siula. Siula drops it back to St. Dennis. Now it's on the stick of Siula. Oh, what a play, oh. steps around. And what a great save there by Prevo. He just got a toe on that chance from Siula. Now we just heard the indicator of the clean pass, so it wouldn't have counted. But what a pretty play there from Anthony Siula. I'm having a hard time with the officials in this game. Determining what's a clean pass, what is, and I'm hearing the buzzer going off with with regularity. Yeah, especially coming out of the corner there. Gotta I would have thought they gave for these that, players here. Uendizi, it's still sitting there for Team Red. What a save by Lauren Weber as Dylan Bradbury had that golden opportunity to make it 2 nothing, but he gets stonewalled by Lorne Weber. Hey, if it's confusing for us up here, what's it like for the players down on the ice? Mm, no kidding. You don't know whether you can shoot the puck or not, and suddenly you're, in a, you, you're maybe in a position where you can get a clean shot away, but you don't expect that you're in that spot. You don't know that, and suddenly the buzzer goes, and you're caught flat-footed. You don't get that shot away. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You hear <laughs> hockey players at all levels talk about, you know, they just want fair and consistent officiating. And it's certainly got to be tough for the players in terms of what is a good pass, what isn't. It's been a little bit inconsistent this morning, but we certainly hope for the players' sake that uh, it becomes a little easier to distinguish as Uendizi picks the puck up here in his own zone. McLean pokes it away from him. Butterfield smacks it out across center ice. And with a minute 40 remaining in the period, Shepard will dump it into the team red zone. Dustin Butterfield, the Red Deer Alberta native, plays it off the boards. 
And across center ice, Ruindizi scoops it up. Brings it into the zone. Vienna Uindizi makes a draw pass to Dylan Bradbury. Bradbury tried to put the shot on from distance, but that's knocked down and cleared out of the zone. Offside called here against Team Red with 1.10 remaining in the period. Well, we've been getting a ton of great tweets all weekend long, and let's give a shout-out to... Where'd it go? I just had it. Joshua Watson, who's enjoying Day 2 action here. As you're tuned into the 2018 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament presented by CNIB and Accessible Media Inc. Anthony Siula strips the puck away from the Team Red player, and with 40 seconds remaining in the period, he tries to gain the zone in deep, but Banks makes a good play to get the puck out to center. Richard battling there against DeMontis, offside against Team Red. Or actually, that's going to be a penalty yep. against Team Black. Wow. I didn't think there was much there, but it gets called, so Team Red will have their first power play opportunity of the game with 23.4 seconds left in the period. Calling a hooking penalty, and I'll tell you, I've seen a lot more egregious plays than yeah. that one. Yeah. That one's surprising. Julian Blay, the guilty party there. But you know what? Blay's been mixing it up a lot, in, especially in this second period. Mm -hmm. And uh, you walk that line, eventually this, the uh, officials start looking for you. Team Red win the faceoff. Shot by Roberts. Oh, he let that one fly, and it just goes wide to the near post. 15 seconds remaining in the period. Off the boards, held in at the line by Scott Roberts. Tries to feather one towards the goal. It's knocked down. Nine seconds remaining here. That shot goes over top and wide. Ruddle has it for Team Red. He's checked against the end board. Siula takes it away from him. And that'll do it for the second period of play. A great game so far, but right now just one goal separating these teams. And it's Team Red with a 1-0 lead through two periods of play. Probably a good time to uh, mention that this year's tournament has an interesting twist to it. Yes. In that uh, on Sunday will be the announcement of the first ever Canadian national blind hockey team. And uh, they're going to be taking part in a series come October against the uh, United States national blind hockey team. Mm -hmm. And it'll be the first uh, series of its kind. It's going to be happening uh, October 5th to the 7th in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So you can sort of understand why some of the uh, some of the more elite players in this tournament uh, have stepped it up that much more. And they're playing with a little bit more edge, a little bit more hunger, a little bit more fire in their belly. Yep. There's a little bit more uh, on the line here for a lot of these players. It'll be really interesting as we await that announcement tomorrow of the first ever Canadian National Blind Hockey Team. Talking with a few of the players last night, it was interesting to get the sense of whether they felt like they were in the picture, whether they were on the bubble, or where their standing was. And, you know, a couple guys that you might think are shoe-ins, well, self-admittedly, they say, you know, I might be on the bubble. There's a lot of good players out there right now on both sides of the border. So speaking with some Americans here as well, it was interesting to get their take on the first ever national teams being formed and what those rosters might turn out to be. Certainly some players here in this game 
could potentially be representing Team Canada or Team USA in October. Craig Fitzpatrick, a member of the Washington Wheelers and a hopeful to make Team USA playing with Team Black. And, of course, a name like Anthony Siula, you would have to think he'll end up being one of the Team Canada representatives. But we'll have to find out tomorrow when the first ever Canadian National Blind Hockey Team is announced. Should be a great goaltending battle as well. I mean, I think maybe it's an embarrassment of riches for Canadian blind hockey goaltending, yeah. especially compared to the Americans. I think that's probably where we have a really big edge over USA. What's really been fun also is watching the uh, the youth yes. uh, division yesterday yeah. and seeing uh, some of the up-and-coming talent that's... Uh, that's uh, going to be coming down the pipe here in the next couple of years. Uh, the future of blind hockey here in Canada is bright. And of course the children and youth division will be back on the ice today at 12.45 p.m. So make sure you tune in for that. It was a great display yesterday. And we're so happy to have, as Mike just mentioned, the future of blind hockey being showcased here at the national tournament. Well, second period, or excuse me, third period underway here as... Team Red take the puck out of their own zone, still with one minute on the power play. Simone Richard skates it across center ice. Richard, he gets tripped up by Siula, and that's an easy call there for the officials. Anthony Siula is heading to the box, and it'll be a 49-second five-on-three for Team Red. This is where you despise the running time. Mm, no kidding. Right? Yep. Well, and they've stopped and the they've clock stopped. now, but 10 <laughs> seconds already gone. 10 in that, seconds yeah. already have ticked off. Yep. Yeah, that's frustrating for <laughs> any team, yes. <laughs> I'll see if Team Red can uh, build on this lead. They win the faceoff. Roberts wins the draw as he got it back to Brian Mackey. Mackey's shot hit a defender's stick, and it's now out to center where Team Red will scoop it up. Dylan Bradbury representing the Newfoundland Islanders. Passes that one up to Undizi. There's a shot and it just trickles wide as Mackey let that one fly. Undizi tries the wraparound. Weber makes that save. 13 seconds remaining in the first penalty. Randy Banks, he has his shot blocked by Graham Foxcroft and then Foxcroft makes a good play to clear it down the ice. First penalty over, so Julian Blay out of the box, still a minute 15 remaining in the penalty to Siula as Foxcroft brings it in. He's checked closely there by Dylan Bradbury. Foxcroft tries to take some time off the clock here. Blay digs it out of the corner, back to the point. Poirier lets the shot fly and that just goes wide to the near post. And again, how about that defensive effort from Team Red? Four jerseys down below the hash marks. And they're on the power play here to try provide some support. Uendizi breaks up that pass and that hit him in the skates and he is hurt. Vieni Uendizi is in some serious pain right now after taking that puck off the inside of the boot. And that is not a good sign for Team Red as they're most explosive offensive player is in some serious pain right now. Well, we talked about it yesterday. This is a uh, this is a metal puck. Mm. Uh, it's uh, roughly five and a half inches by about two inches, 
and it's 22-gauge steel with nine steel bearings inside. Um, you take this off any part of the body that isn't completely padded, you're going to feel it. You're going to mm. feel it for a while. I mean, think about, you know, when we were growing up, playing with those orange hockey balls. Yes. Right? Yep. The road yep. hockey balls. Yep. And you play with those in the in the cold mm. when they'd freeze up yeah. and how much that would oh pinch. Gosh, yeah. Well, imagine it's about 10 what? times worse with a steel puck. You know, it's incredible how tough these players are because you're right. You take that puck once and you're going to be black and blue. But I guarantee you we're going to see Uendizi back in this game. He's on the bench. He's certainly in a bit of discomfort right now, but already he wants his glove and stick back. He is pretty much, I think he'll be out there for his next shift. So yeah, what a gutsy effort there. Yep. As Team Black try gain the zone here, but it's taken away by Joseph Del Grande. Great pass by Del Grande over to Oriold. Oriold drops it to Richard. There's the clean pass. DeMontis takes his mm -hmm. feet out, and that's going to be a penalty against Mark DeMontis, tripping the call here with 12-15 left in the third. Team Black starting to get a little undisciplined. Doesn't matter whose stick you're using. <laughs> when you get it in under and you pull somebody's skates out from under him, you're going to the box. <laughs> So does that penalty also go on Serbu's record as well? I think he split it <laughs> half and half. You know what? It's funny. Um, as a PA announcer, yep. um, there, there are situations that come up where sometimes you just, you're not, you've never faced them before and, and you're announcing something you haven't done before. Mm -hmm. And uh, last year in my first year with the Maple Leafs, uh, Mitch Marner, there was a, a bench penalty. Mm -hmm. Marner was serving it, as he often does. Right. And... I wasn't sure how to announce it. Do I announce that he's serving or not? And so I announced that he was serving it. Okay. The penalty timekeeper called up to the box. He said, no, no, you don't announce that. You never announce it. Meanwhile, <laughs> after the game, he said, by the way, Marner asked if he was still getting the PIMS because he, he needed the penalty minutes for a, for a, a bonus. For a bonus? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> no wonder he wants to serve the bench Yeah, exactly. Miners. I'll be in there, sure. <laughs> Richard drops it off to Del Grande. His shot goes just wide as Team Red have a minute 10 remaining here on the power play. But Team Black break that pass up as a good work there by Graham Foxcroft. Delayed offside here against Team Red. Richard hears that call. So he'll spin away and that gives Foxcroft a chance to dump it down the length of the ice. 11 minutes remaining here in the third period. Team Red maintaining a 1-0 lead and they've got 45 seconds left here on the power play. Ruddle plays that one forward. There's Uendizi. Good to see him back out on the ice after blocking that shot with his foot moments ago. So he's shaking it off, and his team still has 25 seconds of power play time here as Randy Banks can't hit the streaking Martin Paul with that pass. It goes down the ice, and it'll be scooped up by Francois Beauregard. Banks has it at center. He'll dump it right back in. Beauregard kicks it down. 10 seconds remaining here on the Team Red power play. Bradbury tries to feed it over to Ruddle. Ruddle picks it up in the far corner. Center's in front. Weber got a piece of that with his pad. Out of the box comes DeMontis. We're back to five-a-side hockey. And Mark DeMontis picks it up. DeMontis in there all alone. He's got to get a clean pass. Tries to drop it for Foxcroft, but Foxcroft couldn't connect there. And Team Red clear the danger. 
Beauregard makes the pass near side, intended for DeMontis. He'll pick it up off the wall. He's got Siula with him. DeMontis ends up being muscled down there, and it's now on the stick of Simone Richard. DeMontis a little slow to get up there after colliding with Randy Banks. Centered in front by Richard. No one there for Team Red able to get a stick on it as Brian Mackey swipes away at it, and it goes just wide to the near post. Mackey centers out front to Richard. Richard lets the shot fly. Great defensive block as getting in the way of that one was Matthew Poirier. Richard, he's taken down. Play continues on. Siula makes the pass over to Gary St. Dennis. St. Dennis gains the zone. Siula cutting to the net, wants it back. Taken down there was Julian Blay, and that's going to be a penalty to Team Red whenever they touch the puck. Siula shields it, makes the pass over to St. Dennis. Feeds it back in front, but that's broken up by Richard. And with the whistle, Team Black will head to the power play with 8.45 remaining in the third. Just want to take a moment and uh, remind folks, because there's just so many family members and friends that are listening in, checking in from all parts of the country, listening on uh, AMI-audio. If you missed any of the coverage yesterday, any of the interviews, any of the games, any of the intermission features, you can catch up with all of it, all available via podcast. Uh, you can get it on your favorite podcast platform. Just search for AMI Live, all right? AMI Live is where you go looking for that. I know that, uh, you know, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, they, they all want to hear the interviews. They want to hear the features. So if you missed the coverage yesterday or you missed anything today, uh, we'll have that up uh, later on for you, and you can uh, check that out podcast style. And we want to thank AMI for coming on board once again this year. Great to have the whole crew here. They're doing a tremendous job between games, pregame, and, of course, on the technical side. We appreciate all the hard work from the AMI crew here. As Eula centers in front, hits a defender. DeMontis continues to whack away at it, but they can't get it past the sprawling defenseman. I think that was Rick Oriel there for Team Red. Actually, check that. That was uh, Martin Paul making a great defensive play for Team Red. Minute 25 left in the power play. Shot from distance. They clear it out now as Team Black will have to retrieve this from inside their own zone. Julian Blay first on it here. Oh, he gives that one away to Uendizi. Uendizi, the lone four checker up there with a minute seven remaining here on the Team Black power play. At the line, held in by Roberts, passes it near side. That shot held, oh, great save by Weber, and then the rebound skirts out to the near corner. A bit of a quick whistle there. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Goalie gets the benefit of the quick whistle. But a good save by Weber on that Absolutely. long shot. Absolutely, tracked that well. Yep. And uh, even skipped a little bit on him at the last second, but he managed to track it well and keep it out. But if I'm Team Red, I'm a little frustrated with that quick whistle because mm. uh, you had a Team Red player right there on the spot with maybe an opportunity to put it upstairs. 7.05 remaining here in the third period. 25 seconds remaining in the Team Black power play. What a great tight game this has been. Yeah. Back and forth, good defense, good, uh, good action, a little bit of physicality as well. Oh, it's been a complete game for sure as Simone Richard continues to dig away. There he gets out muscled by Poirier. Poirier not happy that Richard was laying on the puck. And now Poirier smacks it around the far side boards. Oriold makes a good play with the backhand to keep it in. Out of the box comes uh, Norman Blaise. So we're back to five-a-side hockey here with 6.25 left in the third. 
Roberts makes the pass to Oriold. He gets around Gary St. Dennis. Takes it into all the way behind the net. Tries to feed it over to Bradbury. That's broken up by Siula. Richard there as well for Team Red. And now Siula well, gets it to the line, but not out. What a play by Scott Roberts to hold the zone. Roberts makes the pass to Oriole just out of his reach. Man, Roberts is getting better and better each game here. And this is maybe one of his best performances at the tournament over the past few years. Richard. Behind the net, tries to feed it out front. That's broken up by Siula. And now he'll spin away from the forecheck of Richard and start the breakout for Team Black with 5.40 remaining in the third period. Anthony Siula, his team trailing by one, gets the puck up to Craig Fitzpatrick. Just offside at the line as Foxcroft was a stride ahead. And we've got a timeout called by Team Black with 5.28 remaining in the third. Coming up in our next open division game, which will be, uh, well, roughly 20 minutes from now, it'll be uh, Team Yellow versus Team Gold. So they're going to have to have an alternate jersey, I'm sure, for that one. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure who's going to be wearing an alternate jersey for that, but it'll be a Team Yellow versus Gold. Yellow dropping a 3-2 decision in overtime yesterday in game one. Gold were 4-2 winners versus uh, Team Red, who continues to lead here, one nothing. Uh, so, I mean, clearly, you're seeing tighter checking hockey. Um, when I think back to the last couple of years that I've been at this tournament, you would see a lot of games where it was uh, four, five, six goal differential in some games. Yep. Not these one goal and two goal games that we're seeing so far in this one. So, it speaks volumes of how much you know, more competitive this has gotten year over year over year. It's pretty remarkable to witness the growth of the sport and this tournament over the past six years. And you're absolutely right, Mike. The level of competition is really leveled out here. And you're not going to see those blowout games anymore, especially here this weekend. It's really tightly matched. All the teams really even in terms of skill level. And, well, it's been evident with the scoreboard so far. As we've got five minutes remaining here in the third period, Team Black bring it in just offside as Foxcroft and Fitzpatrick get their wires crossed once again. The two actually share a little bit of a laugh there as they try to get on the same page. Well, credit to Team Red today. They got down in their game yesterday uh, early and never managed to really rebound from that. And uh, their confidence was shaken I think early in that game but in this one they've uh, they've played full bore and uh, played a much better defensive game yeah I think you're right they took a page out of the team gold playbook because they've been so defensively sound here today and with all the firepower on team black it's uh, hard to believe they're they're staring at a shutout with well 415 left here in the third but that's what team red has done they've been so good defensively that they've really negated any of the high scoring chances that uh, Anthony Ciula or Mark DeMontis have been able to generate. Here's the thing that Red's doing differently than Gold though late in the game, I mean, mm. four minutes left in this game. Mm -hmm. Team Gold yesterday, um, 
even up 4-2, were playing one or two players back. Right. They were keeping their player, their defense uh, pairing in the defensive zone. So they were playing with three forwards in the offensive zone, and that was it. Mm. Team Red not doing that. If anything, they're they're pinching in the, their D a little bit and uh, not uh, not really collapsing back to protect that one nothing lead, which is a little bit surprising. I was just going to ask, yeah, yeah. If you're surprised that that's the strategy that they're using at this point, but hey, it's worked so far. I, yeah, it, it has. I I still think I'd be uh, I'd be playing with two players back. Yep. 3.15 left here in the third period. Anthony Siula has it at the far side. Hash marks, makes the pass to Foxcroft. There's the buzzer for the good pass indicator as Del Grande and Blay battle each other in the far corner. The puck under Del Grande. Blay digging away at him. It comes out to the hash marks. Poirier's shot gets blocked by Banks. Still sitting there and it's in! Team Black somehow get that one in on the far side, and it's going to be Julian Blay who gets credit for the goal with 2.45 left in the third. Team Black have tied this one up. So no quit there on uh, Blay uh, on his behalf. Digging in the corner against two players from Team Red. Manages then to gain control of the puck. And it just looked to me like it went in off somebody's skate out front because that was a, that was a deflection. That did not go straight in. Off somebody's skate or stick and uh, through the legs of Aaron Prevo. And we got a tie game with just over two minutes to go in the third period. Don't go anywhere, folks. We could have some overtime coming up. We've got 2.10 remaining here in the third. But Team Black, well, they may try to get a regulation ender as Fitzpatrick, he got drilled there by... Richard, the two skate up the ice, and it'll be Foxcroft getting the puck here for Team Black. Ooh, bad penalty there as mm -mm -mm. Fitzpatrick takes the tripping call against Richard, and he'll regret that one with a buck 48 left in the third. Tough break. So they may uh, be facing the uh, shorthanded situation for the remainder of this game. It'll be a, a minute 48 of, or less of power play time for uh, Team Red. And Red's calling a timeout. Let's, uh, let's discuss. Let's go over a little strategy <laughs> here. Maybe uh, pull out the dry erase marker and do a little Mike Babcock uh, coaching. <laughs> a little writing on the boards. And I wonder if it's uh, as much as it's strategy, also give your guys a bit of a respite A here, little bit you know? of a breather. Yeah. With a buck 48 left in the period, as you mentioned, they're going to be on the power play for the duration of regulation, of course, unless they score a goal. Well, we got to mention, um, when you, and you bring up a great point about trying to get a little bit more rest here. Mm. You're only playing with four defense right. defensemen. Yep. And you're, you're playing one player short of three full forward lines. Mm -hmm. So somebody's double shifting, and the defense, I mean, you're... You're going with 4D the entire game. So, yeah, might be uh, it might just be that simple. Just give them a chance to take a breather before going out here in a key situation. 1-1, 148 left in the third. Simone Richard gets set to take the face off. He loses that one to Foxcroft, and Team Black cleared out across center ice where it's Wade Shepard picking it up. Shepard has got Foxcroft with him. Shot right on, and Prevo makes that save with a minute 30 remaining here in the third. Good shorthanded chance there for Team Black.
but a big save by Aaron Prevo. But I didn't hear an indicator there. Did you hear it? No, I didn't. And I was wondering, because it was so tight to the net, it I was. wonder if they were going to count that one. But much like the Team Red goal where Uendizi got the pass over at the last second. Guess what? They, mm, Looks I think like offside. Is it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, looks I'll like it's just what, Randy offside. Ban <laughs> Randy Banks, his stick was stuck in a team black player's skates, and he just put both hands up. <laughs> it wasn't not me. me. I didn't do it. No, 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 not me. Under a minute remaining here in regulation as Team Red still have some power play time. They move the puck up to Martin Paul. Paul tries to feed it to Richard. It's picked off by Siula, and here comes Anthony Siula shorthanded. He's got Mark DeMontis with him. DeMontis picks up the puck, cuts it in front. Siula shoots and scores! And with a shorthanded goal, Team Black go ahead with three, uh, 34.5 seconds left in regulation. And there's one of the keys of line hockey, speed, mm. right? You got a player coming into the offensive zone. They have to make a clean pass, so guess what? You need a trailer who's got speed, who can catch up to you, get into some open ice, and set themselves up for a good, clean pass. And just as we spoke about yesterday, the minute that pass gets onto your stick, fire away. Don't give the goaltender any opportunity to track the puck. And that's what happened on that play. Great pass from DeMontis. Siula gets the shorty. DeMontis draws the assist. And Team Black take a 2-1 lead with 30 seconds remaining in regulation. Blade dumps it in for Team Red. They've got a hustle here with just 20 seconds remaining in the third period. Uendizi battles against Siula. Siula dumps it the length of the ice and with Team Black shorthanded, no icing there. So just 10 seconds remaining in regulation. And this is going to be a bitter pill to swallow for Team Red if they can't get an equalizer. Just two seconds left here. So Team Black scored two unanswered goals late in the third and a short-handed goal with under a minute remaining in the period secures the win for Team Black. The final score, 2-1 over Team Red. So Team Red still going to be looking for their first win when they take on uh, Team Yellow later this afternoon. But that's a, that is a tough one, man. And Team Black's got to think they got a horseshoe buried somewhere. <laughs> because they pull off the 3-2 OT win yesterday. Yeah. Not only do they tie it up and then score the winning goal late in this one, but they do it shorthanded, which was even more impressive. So, I don't know, something's uh, something's in the water for Team, uh, team Black here, but... Uh, no quit. They never quit. They never sat back. They kept the offense moving. And uh, they're now 2 Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books. 
where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts. I'm Margaret Shepherd of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.